This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Lemmy Coffee. Here at Quality Goods, Anson and I are both avid coffee drinkers. Uh, I have a cup almost every morning. Me too. Can't say uh, I can get started without a little bit of coffee. Usually, I prefer the French press. And I usually ground some fresh beans and uh, toss them in my reusable Keurig pod. But however you decide that you want to enjoy your coffee, Lemmy sources all of their beans from India and Brazil, and it's all organic, direct from trade farmers. And if you're not a black coffee drinker, they got some flavored blends for you too. They've got apple cinnamon, they've got a pumpkin pecan, and they even have some uh, pretty tasty chocolate discs that you can float on top of your coffee and turn into a little mocha. It's pretty bomb. So if you want to start your morning with some high vibes, use the link in our bio for your next bag and get 10% off with the code QUALITYGOODS at checkout. Quality Goods is also brought to you by the Genius brand, products formulated according to science. Their clinically dosed supplements are crafted with tested, raw, and effective ingredients without proprietary blends, artificial dyes, artificial flavors, sweeteners, unnecessary fillers, or banned substances. I've recently gotten really into nootropics, and their genius consciousness has been tremendous in helping me focus while working from home through quarantine. It's got lion's mane, astragalus, ginseng, and a little bit of caffeine from green coffee extract. Sometimes they even stack that with their caffeine-free pre-workout when I'm getting in my daily fitness. Genius Pre is one of the cleanest pre-workouts I've taken. It's stimulant-free and there is no jitters. Uh, you know, if you've ever taken uh, any pre-workouts out there, I'm sure you know uh, what I'm talking about. Your physical capabilities are guaranteed to expand when your brain is engaged with their all-natural nutrients and your muscles will be stimulated by scientifically proven clean ingredients. They've got lots of other supplements and vitamins for you depending on which area of genius you're trying to improve. And you can get 15% off of your order with coupon QUALITY when you shop at thegeniusbrand.com. Or just follow the link in our Instagram bio. And if you're not satisfied, they'll even give you your money back. So what have you got to lose? Hit up the Genius Brand today with code QUALITY at checkout. On this episode of the podcast, Anton and I connected with Eric Denniston, former co-owner of Studio One Zero in Los Angeles and the man behind Robots and Balloons. As a veteran of the music industry, Eric has seen and done it all throughout his musical tenure in the entertainment capital of the world. From runner in a legendary studio to nearly landing a lucrative record deal and everything in between, we touch on all kinds of creative facets surrounding the creation of music. Eric is proof that success in creative endeavors not only requires talent, but hard work, networking, smart decision making, and always keeping an open mind. You never know when ideas are going to strike, but you can put yourself in an environment that is far more conducive to creativity. And he's been keen to keep himself immersed in that kind of environment for longer than I've known him. And that's a long fucking time, man. But, uh, but before I get to rambling about the trials and tribulations that we've been through in our long friendship slash brotherhood, let's just get into it and see what's good. Quality, 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 quality goods. Quality, 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 quality goods. What is going on, good people? You are tuned into the Quality Goods Podcast. I am Chris Beatty. 
And I'm Anson J. And we're coming at you from an unusually hot Sunday here in yes. the Bay Area. And we actually have a guest that is from the Bay Area. A long overdue guest. My dude, Mr. Eric Denniston, the man behind Robots and Balloons. What is going on, man? What up? What up? How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, Chilling, man. man. Looks like you uh, living a pretty comfy right now, man. Yeah. I like that background. That ain't. That's not artificial, people. You know yeah. What, what, I mean? you, what you don't know is it's actually just a screen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Looks like I'm living good life. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Nice out here. You know, it's it's funny because you know we met in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. but we are both. You know, we lived maybe ten minutes apart back like, then. Yeah, yeah back in the, in the day, day. Yeah. we we mm-hmm. lived about ten minutes apart. We but didn't to meet together. Yeah, we, that's so funny. Went to the same school. Yeah, hey, that <laughs> yeah. same group of friends. But then, but I never knew you until because you graduated what, like about a year after uh, me. Yeah, yeah, about a year after. Which, you. So that school was. It wasn't like you were a year behind. I don't know. It's kind of weird because it was an accelerated program. So mm. yeah, mm-hmm. so a year in that school is like the equivalent of two. Basically. yeah yeah gotcha. exactly so yeah. and then and then we just were like this man yeah <laughs> and you ended up living in the bedroom next to mine yeah yeah man. the unfortunate one with the bedroom next to uh, yeah <laughs> yeah now that that is a testy situation you know it's like a trial by fire it's like we're either gonna be best friends after that or, or i'm gonna fucking hate or, your guts hate you know? each other. Yeah. i don't there's not a lot of yeah, it went yeah. well. It went well. Yeah, and here we are, able to have a podcast and uh, reunite again for you guys, man. man. It's <laughs> yeah, it's been a little while since we saw you in person too, man. But that was a fun time back in the days where we could, uh, you know, interact in person. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely, absolutely. I'm glad you guys got to come by and see that studio because that studio was was sort of. I mean, it was a very significant part of my life. You know, it was it was coming out of of working. Mm-hmm on you know in so many other studios other that other people owned yeah. and then sort of taking that knowledge and and trying to open up my own and uh and man it was great we 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 made a mark for sure and and uh people miss it people tell me yeah. all the time I miss it, man. Yeah. studio one zero is a great place to hang out man it was, it's so cool i mean i kind of got a similar vibe at school you know just like being in a building full of so many creative people and just mm-hmm. all just this the energy yeah, you, the you can feel it you know that at any given time there's something cool popping off in this room or that room right and same vibe at at, at your studio man it, right it it's, it's very it's very humbling because especially like you know music which it shouldn't be but it tends to get very competitive and and it's kind of like it, it's nice to have to be around so much talent and realize that you're not the only talent like you know i know that sounds yeah. good but it's like you know when you when you're when you're growing up in a, in a town where you know there's yes. musicians and stuff it, it's you don't realize like how much talent there really is out there yeah um, yeah exactly like the town you're from you're the music guy you know because right. right. there's only yeah you're in that group of people yeah. and then well, you get into awesome. a group of just those people like exactly and actually when i when i was in high school um very surprisingly like my class in particular was so many musicians and there you know there are guys who i can attribute me getting into it um you know that i can attribute like how i got into it and i I looked up to them as musicians and then just Mm -hmm. and then i ended up trying to make it my you know to make it my my career um but yeah and then you get down to la and i think i remember watching like i don't know it was like friday night lights or something they're like yeah well then you get you know you get to 
college and then you go in the NFL and then you're with like all the best of the best. Yeah, and you're in the big show, is, man. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Like these guys yeah. know more yeah. than me, you know? You're in, the, you're in the big leagues now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you got to embrace it. You can't like let it discourage you. Yeah. You but, know, it's, it's crazy because LA is the melting pot of, of talent, of creative energy. I mean, it might be dissipating a little bit now, but I mean, it still very much is oh, yeah, it's an epicenter of creativity, whether it's film or, or music, you mm-hmm. know, yep. even art, fashion, all those art, things, fashion, like it all just lives um, down there and art, it all bleeds it. into each other. All of it, all of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like, you know, since I, I, cause I, I just moved away from LA. I'm making my way over to Atlanta. Um, because our we basically we started a label uh it's called red umbrella records and we started it about a little over a year ago maybe almost two years actually um and you know we have our distribution is is based out of atlanta they're called mixtape monopoly um josh my business partner is from igloo this is producer name he's from atlanta what up josh (laughs) shout out yeah (laughs) shout out to igloo we have uh you know, we have a lot of connections out there, almost like more connections out, well, more connections out there than, than LA now in the current state of what's going on. Um, because we were, as COVID started, you know, obviously there was a good three month dead period because we didn't, we weren't, we were being careful. We didn't allow people to come in. Yeah. Um, but we had, over that time, Josh actually had developed a way to start remote recording people um and so he was i think right before it happened he had a session with some people in the uh, ukraine oh wow okay so we found this this program called audio movers and i think uh danny was actually telling us about the same thing Mm -hmm. yeah we just had him on a couple episodes ago shout out to audio movers making making it happen it's all it's like the new you know one thing that 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 the pandemic has done is kind of like taught us in in every industry like how easily things can be done remotely yeah yeah Yeah. for sure yeah if you have a technology-based job then right right but when it came to recording music you know it's kind of like it's you know that you need that the energy yeah the creative Um, energy vibes basically but what we what we what we started what he started doing was so you know team viewer right where someone can take over your Mm -hmm. Um, so audio movers, what it does is it, is it, uh, it's a plugin, you put it on, you know, inside of your DAW and then it streams in real time to you what they're hearing through their speakers so that it's not, you know, there's no, I mean, there's probably a little bit of lag, but it's very real time. Um, you're hearing it the same way they are. It's not just some streaming volume. Um, so what he did was he would get on uh get on like zoom or facetime and then help them set up their microphone tell them where to put it blah blah blah. trial trial and error the first day is always the longest you know um and then he would take over their computer via uh uh team viewer and then he would literally be recording them through their computer Uh. hearing the audio perfectly to his and once the audio is recorded they send him the files and then he's mixing it or, or pr- producing it um and then they're hearing that in real time so it's just like it's crazy and and obviously like for us you know i it's kind of better because you don't have to deal with 
the logistics of getting people in and out of your building and and potentially disrespecting your space and stuff like that yeah exactly and it's just it it, it really like i I feel like it's almost like smoother you know Uh um it it depends on the artist but um if that's how you start with an artist if that's like the you know if it's your first session with them that's how you start obviously like there's nothing else to compare it to so it makes it okay yeah um i think it helps too like it seems like they would it would uh kind of reel in the session a little more because you're you know like you're right there and you have to make sure everything's set up and it's right. a little more focused you know it's like oh we're here we're ready to record let's get it in right you know? right exactly exactly you know? and it's kind of cool too because you know you you finish up especially if you're just producing for the artist you know you finish your production and stuff and then you just go all right go right you know and then yeah. you got two hours to just chill and you're just waiting for them to be like okay i'm ready you know yeah and so. you know what's cool is like you know a lot of people they're comfortable in certain spaces to do their creative work right you know, like a lot of people just are more comfortable at home recording yeah. yeah and i think that's a big benefit too because nobody's I know from personal experience, I've been doing this for 10 years and like, especially as an artist, but even when I get into somebody else's studio and I'm writing for myself, yeah, it's, you know, this fog kind of, yeah. you feel like you're forcing it almost. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it is kind of cool. Like people can just be on their couch, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Cause I mean, right. Like the inspiration just hits you whenever too. And that's just a cool way to. Yeah, be able to get it out there yeah. now if you have a laptop cool. and a microphone yeah. man even usb microphones these days are really capable yeah. and they sound great yeah. you know like you won't know the difference if you hear it yeah. on like a, a hit song yeah. you know you, and you sometimes know. it even sounds cooler because it's like a little bit shittier sound you yeah. know yeah. you're doing you know i mean you're gonna end up processing the vocals anyways but hey, you just plug that thing in i remember i used to when i was doing a lot of edm stuff and you know, with EDM stuff, you just, you find like a phrase and just say it and have it repeat. And then, yeah. <laughs> so I'd be like in a hotel room, just plug this little shitty Samsung mic in and be like, Ooh, ooh yeah. You know, or whatever. Yeah, that and it's all you need. It doesn't have to sound crisp. It just has that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is. It's, it's cool. Man. I'm, I'm semi enjoying it, but yeah, I think it's important. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, you don't, you didn't know how it was going to be for those few months, but now we're all realizing that it is going to be a part of life. Like, of course we'll go, go back the other way at some point, but now, you know, you can work with people in the, in the Ukraine or whatever it is. And exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can really expand. Like if you're advertising for whatever, for production or, you know, they have, um, what's it called? Sound better. Have you guys heard of SoundBetter.com? No. Mm-hmm. So it's really great. It's like kind of a gig based, uh, uh, social community but you if you are an artist and you want to get a song done you can go and you go down the list of producers and it's everybody from like scott storch is on there you know okay. i have a, a profile on there and i got hit up by scott storch to do some vocals on a track oh, wow. i didn't end up getting the gig but i <laughs> but, but he can list it and like he hit me up you oh, know yeah. like, you told me about this Whoa. yeah yeah so, so uh that kind of like yeah. It's like it's like a bidding system where he just like puts uh, out like, hey, I, I like I, I'm requesting vocals from like multiple artists at the same time, and then yeah. whoever he likes so, the most. So something. it's kind of funny because the policy on there is do not do any work for free. So like if somebody comes and they say, hey, I you know try to sing this thing, and we'll see if we want to hire you. They kind of uh, like go against that. But when it's Scott Storch, you're like, yeah. okay. <laughs> but, got uh, you. 
Yeah, but otherwise, you know, I mean, me and Josh would be getting a lot of work off of that. And it's just oh. people all over the place. I was working with somebody who lives in the Bahamas, you know, and, and we ended up getting connected through, through Sound Better. Um, there's no negotiation because all, all the prices are fixed on there. Okay. You know, it's really, it leaves out the... That's great, honestly. Yeah. Energy, you know? Um, yeah, it's really amazing. The, the, the problem with Sound Better, though, is that in order to get a premium account, there's actually like a wait list. Like I've personally was on the wait list for like six months. Okay. So, yeah. Um, it is a little bit tough just cause it's very competitive on there. And yeah. But it's an amazing platform. Yeah, I was gonna say, hopefully Sounds once cool, you get man. in there though, it is a little bit of that vetting process where you just got a lot to pick from to, to get some work done. It's been a good like 75 grand made off of that just in this last so, year. Yeah. You just, us so that's awesome so it, it's, it's really cool um but yeah yeah man i'm good no uh, i mean it's really cool to see the industry shifting like that and being able to collaborate like from another country like you said you've been doing this for a little over a decade now I yeah. mean, in, in los angeles in the epicenter like right now you don't even have to be there anymore exactly and that's kind of like what uh, now we've been trying to Oh, we, we've had the idea of getting out of L.A. for like <laughs> six years. You know, I mean, everybody who goes to L.A. gets their Make fill. It, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, as soon as I get that, that chunk of change, I'm out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, not everybody, but most people. Uh, and this, like, the, the cool thing about Josh being from Atlanta, and, you know, um, he has ties in with Ludacris and all that. And, and we have always thought like, Hey, eventually we're going to move our operation over there. Um, just for, I mean, cost of living, obviously. Um, and so we gave ourselves a timeline when COVID hit and both of us, we were very skeptical people and things. So when it hit in March, we were like, dude, there's no way this shit's going away for like at least a year, Yeah. but let's just wait it out till July. July hit, we made the decision and we were like, all right. Um, and it was kind of just like a nice kick in the pants to, to, to make a, move. Make a change. Yeah, to help you make those decisions. Yeah. Yeah. And my wrinkles have gone away, you know, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's been better. Um, yeah. I mean, we all got a little chance at a reset, you know, I mean, I think even, you know, Chris and I, and a lot of people I know felt that way too, where it's like, this isn't for the long haul, but you still had to recalibrate everything and be like, okay, let's, let's set some, some times and see how the world's looking and then go yeah. from there. But you yeah. adapt, it's like survival, man. Like, you mm -hmm. know, you have to really like, the, you can't just sit around and pout that the world's changing. You gotta yeah. be like, oh, you didn't do nothing wrong, but you still got to adjust, you know? And we're all in it together mm -hmm. too, which I think helps. It's shitty that it's that way, but it helps because you're not feeling like you're failing in a way. Yeah. You know? um, but it also helps like when you and your business part, like, you guys are on the same page, you know, because a lot of people are divided up, but a lot of the issues going on right now. So that definitely helps. Definitely, like, definitely, definitely. Yeah, me and him. Yeah, we definitely have like very, very similar ways yeah. of thinking. So, so it worked out, worked out really well. That's good. And plus, you know, Los Angeles can be a bit of a distraction at times. And uh, I'm sure you experienced that many times as your, your first studio was right in the middle of Hollywood. That's uh Quite Man, a distracting yeah. place to be yeah it, it was really fun it, it was awesome but it starts to take a toll you know i mean i you know i work primarily in hip-hop 
and hip hop doesn't really start until 9 p.m. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, sometimes, sometimes you get the real worker bees who like will come in and they come in alone. But um, and then they, you know, they just want to write and stuff. You know, I work with Murs a lot. Um, yeah. And he he was great. He'd, he'd come in, he'd bring like a six pack at 805 or something for me, you know, and then he's just like, you know, he's like, I right, put the song on. He writes, he goes in, he records, no bullshit, goes out. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of cool clients, too. Um, but then you have, yeah, I mean, you have other clients too, which are awesome and fun, but they're more like development projects and projects that you have. When you're working with MERS, he knows what he wants it to sound like. Yeah. So there's not a lot of room to be super creative, even though he allows you to, but, but you know, when you're working with a, a veteran who, like that, yeah. who's up and coming, yeah. Paying you to help them figure out. Yeah, they want you to yeah help develop that sound, right? Exactly, and that that's really fun. But they also bring in like that, twenty people <laughs> in Tennessee, and you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. some things yeah. that come with that, you know, <laughs> with yeah. that young, yeah, just new to the situation. A lot of six a.m. mornings oh, walking. My Luckily, my apartment was right across the street from the studio, but but a lot of a lot of that, and which I love and I miss, but at the same time, I'm like. Uh, it's probably good that I'm I'm not. Yeah. And you've done it. Like, you yeah. know how that feels. You're like, all right, I'm ready for the next version yeah. of what I'm doing, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, and I'm going to get older. I'm not going to have any regrets because, like, I did it. I did that. Yeah. I did that. That exactly kind of what I set out to do. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, man, was that, a, was that one of your aspirations in school? Did you know that you were going to open a studio of your own? No, not at all. In fact, it was kind of the opposite. Like, I kind of had that whole, because I'd heard, I mean, I remember when we were in school, there was a few teachers, I'm, I can't, can't remember names if I did, I wouldn't say them, but like, you know, they'd tell me, you know, the studio business in general, just like the big studio business obviously is dying, you know, yeah. big yeah. Yeah, More the studios that like, like Studio One Zero that you guys had come to, mm-hmm. it's sort of the that's the thing now. You know, it's it's more like yeah, small pocket, production yeah. spaces, not yeah. not so much like big rooms that you can fit a whole yeah that you lock and but it's like kind of more open door yeah. and, and more lax and and whatnot, um, which can be good and bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, it's it's. It, it really has changed and and i think i can't i can't really figure out whether or not it's for the better or for the worse because when i was at the village they had sorry there's people yelling outside um when i was at the village they had uh they had really tr- i mean it was we were probably that studio is one of the last of its kind you know and yeah legendary and was- space for those who don't know Legendary, Legendary. absolutely. My first day walking in, and not to name drop, but but I'm gonna. Yeah, um, please do. Yeah, yeah people need to know. Yeah, it's part of that story, man. People were. I remember being told in in college because I forgot what his name was, but he he was like, "Oh my god, you got an interview at the village, dude, go!" You know, and I think it was Shiloh who got me the interview. Yeah, if you remember Shiloh, I do. Um, (laughs) But uh, I went down, got the interview, went into the place. It was amazing. I didn't see anybody or anything, but. You know, you, it's a three-story building. John Mayer's got his room in there. Mm. Uh, Ed Cherney, who just passed away, um, was a, a huge producer, who's who uh, producer, mixing engineer, had his room in there. A lot of amazing mentors, really cool guys. Um, John Alasia, the guy who discovered like John Mayer, Dave Matthews, he's their producer. You know, 
um, yeah, they, they're all there. But so, so I came back from the interview, I, I ended up getting the job. Um, and I remember them telling me, you know, don't expect it because nowadays people can't afford those studios. They don't need to afford those studios. Don't expect like to be, you know, <laughs> crazy bands all the time. Gotcha. Yeah, I got yeah. you. So I fucking get there the first day. Oh, there's a big green door. That's actually like the, uh, the, the logo for the village. It's a big green door, but you have to open up this big green door. And we walk in this ping pong table and the secretary right there. And, uh, and I get hit, I swear, I get hit with a ping pong. And I look over and it was Elton John. Oh my god! You hear me? <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry, you know. And I was like, oh, uh, like, oh uh, yeah, it's fine. And I man. got it. And I just ran, like, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, uh, uh. and then. Uh, oh my gosh! And I remember, like, it was there. Like, I had, I went up in that kitchen. And I was just like, okay, dude, you can do this. Like, <laughs> yeah, like your first day. You're like, all right. I think I like texted my mom. Like, holy shit, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then and then it, it that that studio was so great because it there was no no mistakes could be made you know obviously mistakes were made here and there but they were really trained and fashioned us into like elite engineers yeah you know we had had this thing called the 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 penny what was it like the penny rule or something but the the boss would would hide a penny somewhere in the three-story building and if he went back there like four days later and that penny was still there like there was a beating, you know, it's like, hey, I should be cleaning this, penny, you know, yeah. this, this penny does not belong. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. that kind of meticulous stuff that really like, and, and what he was doing was he was training us to be, to have such attention to detail. Yeah. Details, and, man. And, and customer service was everything that was almost more than, than the engineering itself, you know? Yeah. Um, making sure the flowers looked pretty if the flowers didn't look exact like i look i'm a botanist now you know i learned how to put them right just how just how elton wanted them you know or (laughs) you know if they were facing the wrong way it was bad i don't know it was crazy so it was just like a really cool experience to to be in that and then and then once i started getting thrown into gigs I think my biggest takeaway was just how like human these people are, you know. I think my first my first gig was was Backstreet Boys and it was like uh, I can't remember which one it was, but um it was Backstreet Boys, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> admittedly i was like obsessed with when i was yeah, younger when we were younger yeah. man, I knew they were like huge right like, yeah. yeah then i'm sitting in the room with nick carter like <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh but yeah it was really cool man just that i got to meet everybody who was everybody and um and it and that's where i actually met josh because he was a producer who who was working with somebody and and we got put on a a Barbie session. It was like a session for Mattel for one of the Barbie commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there I got put on a session with him that was 40 days long. No, no breaks. You remember that. And I'm sure you remember that. Which we one went was to that? Once. And then I had to go back to it. Remember that? Yeah. And, uh, it was like around Christmas time. We didn't get Christmas off. Is that the Carol King session? No, the Carol King stuff was before that. Uh, this was a band called tomorrow's bad seeds. Mm. Um, they're like a, like a sort of a West Coast, I don't want to say ska, kind of pop ska. Okay. 
following. They, they toured like 365 days a year. It's great dudes and developed some cool relationships. And that's when I met Josh and, and I showed Josh some music and he was like, Holy shit. Like I, I you know, I think Garrett produced the track with me and Lila. He was like, Holy shit. I wish I produced this bro. Like <laughs> I, was I wanted to, to get out of the, from under the man. That's that, yeah. I love the village. It, it the, there was a ceiling you know? hierarchy yeah. too. Right? It's very unforgiving if you if if you do twenty amazing sessions and then you mess up once on the twenty first, you lose sessions for a while, you know. Yeah. And so uh, I just I didn't I, I just I knew where I wanted to go, and no, one day I wasn't going to be there. Yeah, exactly. One day Josh called me. He's like, "Hey man, I remember you saying you want to get out." You know, I, I've got this singer named Tank, uh, R&B singer named Tank, uh, who, I, who I, I knew who he was at the time, but mm. he's like, he wants somebody to run his, run his spot. I think you need to come talk to him. Went over and did that. He ended up putting me in Jamie Foxx's house. I was running Jamie Foxx's house for like a while, and that was insane. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, it was just like, it just blossomed from there. And then we ended up opening up the studio about four years after that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the start of a beautiful relationship. And you know what? Like it just goes back to something that we always stress and that's uh, the importance of networking and sharing what you do with the people around you. Like, you know, like no one's ever going to put you on the way that you can put yourself on. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and then just, yeah, like you said, you, Get to work like working under that situation it's like you get to know these people and they see your process and there's certain people that you're like i want to work with that again just because of the way they approach it right so yeah and yeah. some people you're like i like that not for me but i like what they're doing you know so but so yeah totally i mean and and, and the, the networking aspect is what is kind of what i feel like those big studios are, are made for more like you know you always hear about you go, you get your in at a big studio like Larrabee or Village or whatever, and then you're going to end up finding an art, if not an artist, you know, like Josh was at Tree Sound in Atlanta. Ludacris came in. He, he had to work for Ludacris and Luda was like, yo, just come be Yeah, yeah. yeah I got you. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so that was kind of, we were all, all the runners and then turned engineers, you know, uh. and we got to a point where like two years into the engineering thing, Almost every single per, almost like uh, at least like seventy percent of the guys I worked with that came that came that we I came up with within our first four years had a Grammy nomination. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, which was like whoa, you know. So so, um, but we were all just on the lookout for okay, who's going to take us, you know? And so we just try to be the best for those people, and and yeah, it was a cool experience, man. I, I, I miss it a lot, but. Yeah. Well, that definitely speaks anymore. You know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It definitely speaks to the standards that the village was uh, grooming you guys for. You know, everybody got nommed, and you know, it shows that they were working with a winning formula. Yeah. Jeff Greenberg, the the owner of the village, man, he is. uh, He's just. He's. It's amazing how he. He just understands it. You know, this guy. I, I believe. It could be wrong, but I believe he got hired on to run the Greek theater when he was like in his thirties and forties. And then he ended up bringing like a lot of acts to the Greek theater and like blew it up. And then 
eventually Jordi Hormel, who, who owned the village of Hormel Foods, this guy, mm. he, he like, uh, yeah, he was part of Hormel Foods. And he, uh, you know, wanted to get, not get rid of the studio, but just knew like he was getting older and stuff. And, and um, yeah, he ended up hiring on Jeff to take it on. Jeff came in, cleaned up house. Like I'm talking cleaned up house, made that yeah. place amazing. You know, Jordy was a party man, you know, so the place was still <laughs> kind of, yeah mind you the beatles were recording in there and everything but like mm. uh, but yeah uh, he took it and he made it kind of like a real work environment but also like fun and yeah i mean, think you kind of change with the times where once you know even back then music was you know big but then they really started taking this like master approach to like albums and stuff and you're gonna have to, your studios or whatever have to adjust to that mindset and like those those artists you know like there's a reason I'm sure Elton John was there and not somewhere else, oh, right? Yeah. So, yep, absolutely, yeah. And it was, I mean, <laughs> like I remember when I Elton John in particular. It's funny keep going back to Elton John, but when I remember when he was gonna do his his album, this was like 2011 or whatever. And I remember Jeff calling me. He's like, Eric Elton John's coming in today. He's gonna be <laughs> 40 days. I need you to go up to the roof. We had so third floor of a building. We had a flagpole that was like hanging off the side of the building, right? And he was like, go put the British flag up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that type of, of customer service. Yeah, like the, this oh, is his home for yeah. the next like, you know, yeah. month, you know? And I'm sure Elton Luga, like, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it was that, you know? And, and that was just so cool to me. It was annoying at times, you know? I'm like, dude, I'm yeah. not going to climb up off that thing and, you know, like. Yeah. Our insurance isn't even like good enough for yeah. but, but um but I did it. <laughs> and yeah. you know, and then I got put on sessions, you know, and there you go. Know, those little things that were just they were crazy, crazy, crazy times. Good times. But yeah, man. So well after working at a legendary studio like that and then owning your own space, or not owning, but you know, like running yeah. your own running your own studio. Yeah. What are some of the biggest pros and cons about running your own operation? Well, mm, the cons are the money. I'll tell you that much. Mm. Uh, even if you have, so what happened is we had five rooms and then a lounge. So six rooms or five rooms that, that I could I generate could, money uh, from profit off of. Right. Um, but we had decided, so my room was kind of the commercial room. Right. Josh, Josh is a producer. He's not an engineer. So, I mean, he is an engineer, but he's a producer. That's his main thing. So, so my room was kind of the one that we were trying to sell for hourly rates, you know? Um, and then the other three rooms, when we got this place, it was a mess. It was just shit. There was a, like you walk into this, the hallway, you remember the hallway? Yeah. It was actually like a, a, like a inch puddle of water in it you know oh man <laughs> the left there were, who owned it before was Did you uh, say it was like dj quick spot or something dj quick spot and it was mm. t-fly and and so when i had a session with t-fly in there and he's like man i used to he's like man my bed used to be like right there or whatever. <laughs> okay. so it's that kind yeah. of yeah it was really cool because he came in and he's like holy shit yo yo built this thing out yeah like, i was like i remember the back yeah yeah we 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 took you know i mean we we pulled the walls out four inches, put soundboard in it, you know. I mean, I didn't personally, but we paid for it and yeah. lowered the ceilings. Um, we had nice con- concrete floors and, you know, we were, we were the first floor. There's another one upstairs, um, but it wasn't ours. Uh, yeah, we, we had 
we built it out and and uh basically oh yeah so so the other three rooms we were going to create monthly rentals for um and so that was actually really cool because we got a lot of like pretty predominant artists to to rent them out monthly but in the studio business like it you know suddenly an artist would like have a drug overdose you know or something Mm -hmm. and then just was gone and now we're now we're out three grand for the next two months and that's if we can fill it you know yeah and or or like you know just i mean it's artists don't have money for the most part producers (laughs) you know i mean like they're not with their money you're living in l.a you're living in california so you're spending it on living anyway yeah exactly living about like you have a apartment that you're paying 1500 dollars already for and then on top of that, you've got to have a studio you're paying another $1,500 for. That was our price. You know? And, um, and so it was, it was tough and I, and I understood it, but it always came down on us. Um, of course, yeah. So the con, the con of it, I guess, was that the, the profitability and most of our profits came off of doing productions, getting sinks, you know, to television or film, um, other than that, though, the actual money that was going into the studio that the studio was making, usually we, we would break about even every month, you know? And then there were projects that we would have that me and Josh could pocket our own, you know? So yeah, gotcha. that's the con. The pro what outweighed the con. And it was just the... I, I met so many people. I'd go to clubs and walk in and people walk up to me yo what up dude you know and i had met them apparently at my studio and I'm just <laughs> yeah like, oh, what up, dude you know and and awesome people and you know i'd come into our sec you know and i'd be in the yeah. all the time and and i met like you know blake kelly is a is a uh he's an artist he he was working a lot with justin bieber but he's a he's mm-hmm. a big rapper now uh chef sean mers um I had dirt nasty in there. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we had we had some really cool people. Uh Melanie Martinez, Jojo. Um the the Midnight. I don't know if you guys know who the Midnight is, but they're yeah, I remember his, yeah. his stuff. Yeah. Really, really big uh synth, the synth wave stuff. Wave, yeah. yeah. But they're like the synth wave and they're actually yeah, they're they're really they good. Loaded, dude. Like they're he's they're doing so great, but it's just really cool to have these people come through and, and meet them. OG Mako, you know. Okay, yeah. G, uh, Tyler Crate, Lil Peep used to come in. Um, uh, he came in like three or four times. I had to kick him out because he brought like 40 people. And I, <laughs> yeah, like, like, that's I, not. And he was so nice, but it's never the artist that they yeah. get. It's always the people they bring, you know. Yeah. They're always the assholes. The artists are always like really. Yeah, cool. the artists can't. Yeah, they're work, just trying you know? to do what they do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so just like you know, an explosion of of talent coming through there, and and then at night, you know, once the sessions were done, all the all the rooms would kind of like get together, and we'd be making music, and like the for robots and balloons, like a lot of that spawned off of the other people that were in there. We had a. Um, there's a school. Sorry, I know I'm like rambling. I'm like, no, oh, no, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Where there's a school called Recording Connection. 
and it's an amazing school in my opinion it, it the idea of it's really cool is that instead of getting put into classrooms um the students would be put into studios and it would almost be it's like a mentorship program uh. so we would get paid to not a lot but we would get paid to i would have an, a student for where i do a one-on-one -on -one class with for two hours and then they had eight hours for the rest of the week to just come in and observe. Gotcha. Just you know? kind of be like Not a runner type of vibe school. or just like a more shadowing. Are they just shadowing you? Or yeah, they're... yeah. Shadow, like be okay. a, like, we have interviews with them where like, shut the fuck up, be a fly on the wall. That's like the number one rule, you know? Gotcha. Yeah, just soak it in. If you have a question, either write it down in your mind or write it down and then talk to me afterwards. Just text me. Yeah, when just we get a me. chance after this is over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and we really, because me and Josh were both from studios like Tree Sound in, in the village, we, we wanted to, to help promote that, that way of education. Yeah, yeah. you got to get back, we man. A lot. So we would yeah. be hard on them, you know? I mean, we'd make them mop the, the bathroom, you know, yeah. like that kind of stuff. And because you got to do the dirty work to get into Yeah, it. pay your dues. Yeah. yeah. And, and we, were, we were so open door. Like after that eight hours, that if some, some of the guys were there 40 hours a week, you know, yeah. we were cool with that. But if I walk into the lounge and there's still trash in the trash, the yeah, trash that ain't, yeah. And you're sitting here and I've seen you here all week, dude. Like, I don't need to have you here right now. Go pick it up and put it out. Yeah. You know, I mean, little things like that that yeah. I think are really valuable for people to know, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you don't give them that lesson, they're not ready for that when they're into that environment, you know? So yeah. you're giving them a heads up of like, this isn't just what you're here for. It, it is all encompassing, you know? Right, right. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm enabling you to, to sit in the room with, a, with an extremely big artist, you know? Yeah. And, but what you need, but you got to do something. You got to give back. And yeah, exactly. What I was getting at that with was, was some of our students actually became a part of our team. Mm. Because some of our students were ridiculous. Uh, uh, my producer for for the last album, especially his name Sarum. I'm not sure if you guys met him. Uh, I met him briefly. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he, great dude. He uh, insanely talented. But he he started out as a student for Josh, mm. and um, he knew Zach because uh, okay. he, okay. he was working with Zach over at, uh, at yeah, for, spot. former yeah. podcast guest Exact. Yeah. Shout what out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah listening to that one. <laughs> but yeah, and, and then Cy, he heard, you know, some songs I did with Zach and he came up, he came up, he was like, dude, your voice is crazy. I've got, I've got an idea, bro. And he ended up doing like my whole, <laughs> and it was just like, he like molded my sound, which was really, really cool to have. So, so, and that was like a student, you know, and yeah. obviously it was much more than a student, but that's how we met. Which that's how so, yeah. You never know when those creative vibes are going to yeah. strike, man. Yeah. Man. Chemistry. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was cool too. Like you, like even I got to, like, I felt that way when we, you know, came and visited and, you know, you played a lot of your stuff for us and they were like, Hey, let's just see who's doing what. And we went, you popped into every room yeah. and saw what everyone's working for. And you can see like, of course you're going to stumble across something you didn't know someone's working like, Oh, we need to put that together. You know? So yeah. it's like, yeah, you could tell. You're just bouncing in and like, how you know, absorb yeah. that, you know? I'd be sitting there like, you know, just you know, mixing or something. And I'd hear, because yeah. I could still hear a rattle. Yeah. 
And then be like, like, oh, they're going off of there. I need to check out what's going on. Baseline. And then I just, oh, fuck this. You know what I mean? Dude, I need that song, bro. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, before it gets out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the first hours later at 6 a.m. or whatever, <laughs> walking out of the studio, like with a song. And it's just like, that is what I miss. I do miss that community aspect of it. Yeah. But if that place was still, we're so lucky we got rid of it before the pandemic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now you go out every day, you know, you wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's a good, good memory to hold. Yeah. For sure. Good experience. It taught me a lot. I I miss that place. Like that was one of my favorite destinations whenever I was uh, visiting LA. Like I loved being there. But now you got like all those experiences. And like you said, now being in it for 10 years, your next iteration of that is going to be how you are now, you know, like, right. yeah, I mean, right. you're not, you're not that, yeah, you're not out here like in that same vibe anymore, you know? Yeah, so. and, and we get to take from that and, and recognize the cons, mm-hmm. you know, yep. the, what could have worked a little smoother or, <laughs> yeah. And then, out in, you know, Josh already got a really, really nice new spot, um, in Georgia. Uh, so, so his place is, is really cool. It's sort of like the same thing like studio one zero was, where you walk in there's like four different rooms or something and um okay. so yeah but you know we're now we're focusing mainly on label stuff um we're also doing playlists playlisting so we started um creating a marketing playlist we have like the number four top pop playlist in the world nice um, that's our first one that we did we just started a gospel one um we're i'm i know how to advertise for them what to do to bring people in and then what you can do is you can end up driving streams for artists artists mm-hmm. take a up now and they're like hey what will it take to get you on the, the uh, gotcha get me on the list, list. yeah you know, donation of 25 bucks will put you halfway down the list type gotcha. of but once our playlists are able to generate a significant amount of streams right now we can probably do like two to 5,000 streams for like the top artists on the playlist, um, a month, you know, mm. which is great. That's, yeah. That's yeah good for sure. Yeah. Um, but once we, you know, five more of these, which is really easy to do, it just takes money. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I have, I have a friend who runs a playlisting business and the guys, the guy does 800 bucks for a million, million plays. Cause it's all about streams these days. Yeah, so 800 sure. bucks for a million Spotify streams, which actually pays you back 800 bucks anyways. Oh, so, okay. So they yeah, pay. It's what it's like point oh 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 eight or something like that. Point zero four five. It's it's it, it's about forty five hundred dollars a million. I think. Oh, uh, gotcha. So, um, or no? Wait, 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 wait. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. About forty five hundred dollars a million. I don't know. Eight hundred thousand or eight hundred dollars is a hundred thousand plays. Mm, okay. so whatever that is but anyway so so yeah so you, so that's what we're trying to build it towards and um i have a friend who's been extremely successful in it like he just got capital on board and they're called artist formula super great to check out if anybody's watching who wants to Definitely. drive their streams and get seen it's all organic it's not not um you know, you're just pop. marketing the playlist right yeah, exactly. yeah. So. into the right places and, you know. yeah so so well, yeah that's important too yeah yeah. Or that kind of art, bit, artist yeah. discovery man that's yeah. what they're marketing especially since covid there's you know i mean we can't do live shows anymore that's 70 percent of, of that's a, so crazy you know? yeah um so so you gotta it's all online now and you gotta figure out how to all right well how are we still gonna keep being profitable and, and be able mm-hmm. to 
become a good artist. Well, yeah. find it's, other it's, streams of revenue. You know, yeah. you gotta do what it takes to stay afloat. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like here's your opportunity. I mean, more people are at home, so you know they're streaming music. So let's take advantage of that lane. You know, exactly. And, keep, and what was keep changing. Really, really interesting was, and I don't know if this was just for us or whatever, but. I believe like streams were really down for for like the first three months of the. Oh, oh yeah, wow. that's interesting. Yeah, you know what? Our even our podcast like oh, yeah. podcast streams just started picking back up yeah. a little bit. Like for yeah, yeah for a minute it was yeah. it was down. It was I, know, I wasn't as surprised as podcast, but music I was uh, on it. But yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people were just like, you, like you think about it too, like music. It's like when COVID's hit and people are losing their jobs and stuff. Who wants to listen to? happy exactly yeah, music. yeah. When all you're doing is being like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm making that kind of money right now yeah yeah we had multiple artists on there like yeah we're kind of pushing back our summer banger like album because ain't no one doing that right now you know it's yeah, like, yeah, it makes sense emo songs that's the yeah, one exactly yeah that's one of your angry emo songs yeah so, <laughs> really yeah it's kind of an interesting time and i and we're still in the i i don't think obviously like hasn't been figured out yet i saw that they were doing concerts in the uk everything yeah it wasn't like yeah, like like yeah different platforms or something yeah yeah which is which is cool but it's also it's gonna drive the price up you know yeah. and it's we'll see how long and that's a lot more labor costs yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and that's coming yep. out of artist's pocket like that's not exactly you know, um labels are, are i guarantee you labels are, are 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 backing up they're not getting if you were to get signed last year like you're probably in a horrible position right now because they're not yeah. focusing yeah. on new artists anymore they're focusing you, on the ones that are making the money do you, you know? think it's even a good route for artists to pursue anymore is record getting signed to a label is that even a I, way I that think, artists should be pursuing well i've always been on the fence with that um i mean you guys know when i was talking to you last time you were there i had a label looking at me a really really big label looking at me and um mm-hmm. and, uh i'm actually really glad kind of kind of that it didn't go through now mm-hmm. because i would have been one of those shelved artists yep. yeah my start would have they always say when i sat in the meeting you know they said 18 months is the turnaround once we sign somebody it takes 18 months to really push them you know okay the radio push all that stuff and and so 18 months would have been about like four months from now wow so yeah so you know i would have been it would have just been like hey dude sorry we don't have you know yeah. don't have the resources like people yeah. just aren't consuming it's tough yeah. to say though chris because like i think it's circumstance it depends on yes. what circumstance the artist is in um what kind of resources they have to be able to do them them do it themselves yeah what they're willing to do themselves and then also how much money they fucking need at the time of the signing because if somebody offers you a half million dollars and you got a kid at home and this is what you you know yeah this is what you've been working at yeah oh yeah you want to take that shit you know um I mean, but you, you know, then you got like you who has the background in like engineering and stuff too, where, you know, you understand more than one aspect of that business. Right. So you can right. factor those yeah. things in yeah, when you're doing things yeah. a little better. I had the ability that budget, like originally when labels were created was because first of all, recording an album in a studio was like 300 grand, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Those, you know, like yeah. the yes. and stuff. And, yeah. and then physically um, manufacturing obviously a couple of kids from New Jersey who just make great music, couldn't afford that. So that's yeah. what the label. The label came about and they said, Hey, look, we're going to give you this budget and then some, and we're going to blow you up. We have blah, blah, blah ties. Um, nowadays, you know, I mean, 
I, you can record your whole album in your garage on a laptop yeah, and for a sure and then throw and it on never soundcloud, yeah, on SoundCloud. You, can, you can upload to spotify you yeah. can self-distribute now yeah, and yeah, you do, yeah. yeah. This big kid's amazing you know tune core and stuff and, and and not only that like if you if you see that's that's where i think we were kind of glad that things didn't happen with robots and balloons and chasing change is the other guy on the label as well um because we were able to use our resources to find a distribution company that wanted to invest in us instead of us, you know, just paying them. Like we have a distribution company that takes a percentage of our music, you know, yeah. they, they have a whole lot of lanes. They know how they're extremely genius at social media marketing. They've got, they own playlist after playlist, um, have good relationships with playlists. That's what distribution should be for now. Yeah. yeah, getting your music into social media platforms and so exactly. people can tag your music in their story posts and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, so if, you, if you've got like the drive and the ability to, to I think just to, to, to figure that stuff out yourself, like, no, you know, I mean, ugh, it also depends on how old you are. Like, if, yeah, yeah like how, well, like how much said, of a I mean, push do you need? How fast do you want to get yeah. to your destination? You know, well, you got these artists that, are talented but don't have their brand that they want yet you know so they have they need more help to like find their sound or whatever it is or their look you know so it's just yeah so those kind of guys might need a little more care you know what i mean exactly and then too once you sign to a to a label i mean i guess depending on your contract but for the most part if you're signing the interscope dude you got to listen to them and and if they don't song you can't release it you know it is what it is yeah that's not happening yeah and then you got the a and r's which are like my least favorite thing in the world um Mm -hmm. sitting in there just like like dude (laughs) <laughs> what do you you're not yeah exactly you don't do anything creative here yeah. Right? Yeah. i mean some ars i've met are, are actually like extremely talented and just like yeah. who they yeah, have an ear and they just happen yeah, to be ars but they're not yeah yeah you got a guy coming in you're making a song and saying like hey man have you tried like a hi-hat right there and you're like uh what the fuck yeah like wait hold on like, you are <laughs> you're not a producer fine. stay yeah. in your lane yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that that kind of stuff, I think, it kind of deterred me from it a little bit. Um, I would have loved to be a part of. Was Ge- Geffen was the one that mm-hmm. that was. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to be a part of it, but you know, now that I now with the yeah. state of the world, yeah, like you would have never known. Yeah, and then here you would have been trying to make different decisions. You know, so yeah, I would have had to change my name or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 and then you would have had to laser over your tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> We just add something out, like put them on a surfboard. And be like, robot surfboard. I'm robots and yeah, surfboards now. Completely right? different. <laughs> completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man. Speaking of crafting that robots and balloon sound with uh, Sirum, like how long did it take you to find your own sound? I mean, I know, I know that well, you previously walked away from a very successful band, and I, I'm pretty sure because you told me it just. It didn't feel like you. It didn't feel like you wanted to sound. Right. When I was in the Bay Area, I was in a band called the Even Tide. We were like over access from Even Tide. And it was, uh, you know, I was like, I want to say Screamo, but we didn't scream. Or I didn't scream. Uh, we had a really cool following. I, you know, we filled up venues, small venues and stuff. And, and actually, Elliot, who was the guitarist, um, he went on to be in a band called Cemetery Sun, who's actually pretty big now. Um, he's a super talented guitarist, super talented engineer. He became an engineer. Um, he's got like an SS, I think he's got like an SSL in his, in his room and stuff, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
amazing band, so fun to be a part of. But it just, yeah, you know, I, I was as much as I love emo music and screamo music and stuff. I was also like at that time just listening to Death Cab for Cutie and Radiohead, you know. And yeah, I wanted to. I was getting a degree at, at you know, at Air Expression, and and I wanted to take it to LA. They're Bay Area based, and so I just had to. I didn't want to get too far with them and then drop and then go. Yeah. Yeah. I just had, I told him, you know, I was just like, look, my, my plans are to be out in LA. So we're going to have to, you know, yeah. And obviously they weren't super happy, but they ended up finding a really cool singer um, going on. But yeah, it, 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 it it lightweight sucked to lose that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that that band that was feeling like you were already, already. yeah. yeah venue where everybody's there for you and and whatnot but yeah. but i think because i'd gotten hired at the village and all that was going on I, it just you know kept me from thinking about it yeah oh, so you were still in that band when you were already about to move to la i left I, oh, man i don't know if my answer is completely true but i think i left like probably like three or four months before gotcha so i didn't know i was going to be at the village you know, I just knew that. I, I'm yeah, you go. knew you were gonna be down there, though, right? Like, you know, yeah. So, um, did you have a job in LA before the village, or did you get the village? I was like, I was applying to work first. at like Apple, you know, and gotcha. for for that. And I think I remember I got I got the job at Apple, and my very first day that I was supposed to be there, <laughs> I got the call from Tina, who was the manager at the village, and I like walked into Apple and walked out. Nice, like, yeah. Hey guys, hello. Oh. I quit, you know, I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just think it's, you know, it's a good story for people to know, man. Like, you know, you had good things going on, but your mindset was different. So you made those, le- you know, it's a big risk, but it worked out. Right. You know, yeah, and, and yeah, you don't know what's going to happen, but absolutely, man, high risk, high reward. You know, yeah. obviously it doesn't work out that way, but, but when you're going into something like the entertainment business and yeah. acting, like I have a lot of friends who are actors and who I would consider successful actors, but obviously like, not their, their idea not of success yeah, exactly. yeah, it depends with you but, but those guys have it so rough you know yeah. and and it's just like you know directors and people you know that's that's real like when you when you go into la wanting to be a director think about the handful of successful oh, directors. jesus most yeah, exactly of, most of musicians do like the musicians are here and the directors are here you know yeah. so you're in a town full of people struggling yeah you know? enjoying the struggle and hustling and that's why you have to hustle you've got to be yeah got to to, that risk i took leaving the village and going with josh was yeah yeah. i remember that about it my dad's like i don't know son you know like you know he's very supportive so he's like follow your gut like do your thing but and i was just like i i need it i needed to get out i need it i have another if you feel it you just feel it man like sometimes you can't explain that to others but yeah, you know, you can't deny how you're feeling, man. You know, yeah. I think you're still yeah. young enough too, where you can afford to make a mistake, even though, like, you know, you were doing all the calculations and stuff to yeah. make sure that that wouldn't happen. But should right. it have not worked out, like you were you imagining, still have it to. time to yeah. move forward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you are still in a position where you could rebound and maybe f- and figure yeah. something else out. I think if I was 33 making that decision, it might have been a little bit tougher. You know, yeah. I mean. 20, I think it was 26 or 25 and 
And it was, you're right. Like it was, okay, well, this doesn't work out. Cool. I'll go find another studio to work at, you know, or, yeah. or I but just, I'm already, I'm already down here now. I was working on something, you know? Yeah. 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 And I trusted Josh so much. And I mean, he was a signed, or he was a, a, a published producer. And, you know, I mean, I just knew like he told, you know, and he told me, he's like, look, dude, I'm going to make sure everything's all right. You know, this is going to be a struggle, but it's going to be all right. You know, I've got yeah. projects coming all the time. I'll make sure, you know, to overflow things to you when I can. And, and it was, yeah, it was, it was a lot of, at the yeah. time at 25, it wasn't a lot of heartache. Cause I was just like, yeah, whatever, bro. You know, yeah. like, I mean, that was the, to me, no matter what I was going to be successful. So, so yeah. now, now that I have a, an older mind state and, you know, time is of the essence type of thing, um, or you just understand the world more in your thirties a little bit. I mean, what you want is different. Your goals are different now, you know, like what, what make, what is success to you now has changed, right? Like, yeah, ab absolutely. Absolutely. Before it was, I wanted a section in, in the playhouse club with, <laughs> yeah. with as many bottles and girls as I could have, yeah. but not, <laughs> not so much. I want to, now yeah. I want to help somebody so they can have that, you know? Yeah. But I've seen that. I mean, that's something that I've been thinking about too, like recently, but you know, obviously it's not luck that you're able to make some decisions and keep growing your career and, and able to make these moves to go there. But like, you know, even your jump to go in LA, right? It's like, okay, well, I've been in a band that has found success. So I have found success before. I think I could do it again, you know, and then leaving the village and working with those people. You're like, and then like you said, the, the class you were in a lot of these Grammy nominations, like that's, it's a confidence that builds that when you just are around it, you, you know, it, it can happen. It makes you that much more confident. It can keep happening. You know, yeah, it's one thing to read about it, but seeing it applied you're like damn okay you know yeah, that's what it was you know what i remember when i was at the village there was like two years where i really felt like everybody that around me i, I, I slip a lot at them you know what i mean just yeah. like god dude you worked with slash oh <laughs> and, and then there was just like I, I swear there was like a day that it just clicked and it was like man i'm uh, like like I'm, i belong here yeah i belong here i'm yeah i could do that yeah like, i could yeah. walk into i remember i had my first hip-hop session ever for some reason jeff thought i, I could be the good hip-hop guy <laughs> but uh <laughs> but it was 50 cent and i remember i was out getting i was still a runner slash engineer i was mm -hmm. out getting coffee or something and he calls me he goes you think you can handle 50 cent you know and i'm like I like had had maybe two sessions before that. <laughs> you don't say no. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's like, okay, cool. He's coming in an hour. Get back here. And I'm like, no oh, shit. Okay. And <laughs> back and I remember here, I remember being inside the building inside studio B, which is like, that's like three double soundproof doors away. And I still heard his cars pull up, you know, <laughs> loud at him. He knew it was, it, was, and it was five guys, five cars, like two Lamborghinis <laughs> in a portion. And he came in and, you know, it was very intimidating at first. And I remember like, I think there was a problem with our compressor. So he always had problems. Um, but like, you know, and he went to rap and, and it was close. Cool. Uh, 50 actually would kind of not, he didn't want people in the room when he was working. So so he, it was me and him. He even like, even his manager wouldn't be in the room. And so okay. he'd, he'd go and he'd do this rap. And I remember the compressor wasn't working. He's like, what the hell's going on with sound? Luckily I fixed it. Of course, like, <laughs> like oh, something's not working. Not <laughs> of course. 
And then, uh, and he ended up really liking me and he just, I'm going to call you E-Class, you know? And then he asked me, <laughs> rap and like, asked me what I thought about it. Like, you're like, oh shit. Like, I'd be like, all right, fuck it. Like, this is your time, you know? And I would yeah. give him the real, you know? Yeah. Oh it's like, hey man, if he's asking, yeah, you could really fuck this up if you, you know, he's like, well, yeah. I can't trust this guy. He's just. And I yeah. think like, as soon as that kind of, that happened and then it happened again and then again with a different art, you know? As soon as that started, I just started realizing like how this stuff's been working the whole time. Because yeah. when you come out of school, you have this idea of it, and it's kind of like you're coming down into a system. This is how it works, and these guys are all geniuses. And blah, yeah. blah, blah. what you start to realize is it's more than that. It's like the engineers are a big part of the genius, you know, yeah. and and they actually rely on that. Like no matter who you're, you could be sit, maybe not Kanye, but you could be sitting in the room, <laughs> yeah, with, you know, anybody, and they want your because you're the young guy in the room, yeah. you know. You're the one that has the new tricks. And, yeah. stuff. and so if you're Especially too, like, if I'm, you're not, not going to come back to you. Yeah, you, for sure. They're not going to remember you. But if you go, yo, man, I'm going to stutter your vocal right here. And they what the, oh, sh- oh, yeah. shit. My call his other engineer back home. Like, what the fuck? I mean, you started this shit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I mean, it's different. Like, right. I mean, you didn't ride up to the studio with this dude. Like you're there work, like, you know, so you're not part of that team. So right. he, he can like, oh man, if this guy's really telling me, like, what are y'all, you know, you yeah. just let, then, letting you know, me ride, you know? White boy from Pleasanton, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's just yeah. like, really, it was a really cool experience. It was just like, but then I had even, like, that was probably one of them that really turned my mind and just made me realize, like, dude, you're cut out yeah, for this. You can bro. do it. Yeah, this is yeah. me. Yeah. You can do this, and, and it's not rocket science. Yeah. It's not yeah, rocket yeah. science. It's people in a room having fun yeah. on a big dime, but having yeah. fun making music yeah, dude I, I had a moment like that in la too like when i uh when i had first moved down there and i when i was interning at warner brother records at the time i had been working with a, a friend back here in the bay area really talented like singer and songwriter and you know i'm i'm at warner brother records you know, yeah just kicking I think it, I like, remember that, in the dude. building yeah and so like but this a and r dude used to hang out outside of our internship area like and he would just like be browsing the internet on some of the computers that were there but one and uh you know i I would just make some small talk with him i'd be like yo what are are you working on right now man like what are you looking for and at the time he's he's like oh i'm looking for like a a girl group or like a some you know female r&b group and i was like all right but then one day i was just like look i've been recording this really talented dude and i think you should check this out and i played him a song and immediately he was just like yeah, I'd like to meet him. And it just like led to a meeting. He gave us studio time in North Man. Hollywood. Like, who was the dude? I think I remember uh, the A&R dude was Naeem Ali. No, but who was the artist? Oh. Uh, Paul Fish. Unfortunately, you know, like he chose a, a simpler life. Yeah. I mean, he, he wrote some really good songs. He was a super artist. Like, like, yeah. I'm sure like, he still is a very talented guitar yeah, player. He just yeah. chose not to, to do it in that pursue way. that for yeah. a living. But uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, man, like it, yeah, just, man. Yeah, it just shows you yeah. like you just got to take the initiative and just go for it. That's what it is. I, li- I know people who have literally just walked into Capitol Records and yeah. said, hey, I, I need a meeting, you know, did it right. And boom. You know what I mean? Like, and that is how it works. Yeah. So, like, yeah. what other opportunity do you have? You have to create you your opportunity. Know. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. uh, like, if, what if I never said anything to that guy? What right. if I just like stayed passive and was like, oh, yeah, 
You know? And I, I think what people don't realize too is like aimers want that because it makes their job so much easier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you feel like your music is good, fucking tell somebody that. Yeah. You know? And don't be afraid to because a lot of people yeah, man. need to get discovered. That's not uh, completely. No, that does not how that no. shit happens. You have a to make them it, discover you. Forcing yeah. the the right people to discover yeah. them. You know, yeah, I think that's how like uh, Lil Nas X did it. Like he was just trying all these things until he came up with that fucking vi- silly video, you yeah. know, fucking over the Red Dead Redemption thing, and yeah. became like a viral sensation. Yeah. And that, and, like he was just plugging away, yeah. just putting his music over different YouTube bids, and that was the one that just yeah. scored for him. But there's so many people, man. Like, especially with the internet. Like, yeah, I mean, Doja Cat, she would come out with dope music, and then her funny shit was the shit that, but whatever. It yeah, got it the like, eyes and the ears on her. So whatever works, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. be and just be yourself. Like, that's what they're also doing. Like Lil Nas X like, no, this is me, whatever. Like, take it for what it is, you know. But like I said, that it builds that confidence when you when you show yourself and people appreciate your opinion and your thoughts yeah then how could you not want to keep telling your thoughts to new people like it's working you know that's the thing that's the thing and that's what they want too because they want that confident shit they want to see you walk yeah. in like a pop star like and if you yeah. don't get off that vibe necessarily then because nowadays you're not just selling the music you're selling not at all you know i mean think about like machine gun kelly he makes great music but like that dude is you know, yeah, I've saw just got so much energy, man. Yeah. Rocking out on the yeah on the on table. The table yeah. Yeah, around, you know? We were just talking about yesterday, like uh, somebody Chris started following because he was like, "All right, she just popped up. I'm gonna pop." Who is it? Uh, Cash doll. Oh yeah, but it's like whatever. You know, like you didn't even know the song yet. Like, all right, yeah, she's all my shit. Like, man, yeah. like she's all up in the. She's got millions of followers. Yeah, like, see what about. is her deal? Like, yeah. what, why? And then you hear the song, and you're like, oh damn, I have heard this before, or whatever, whoever it is, you know. But man, I mean, there's so many different ways, and and Some I think you hear too, and you're just like, what? And then you like watch the video or like see the person, and you're like, oh hell yeah, okay, that's why exactly. You're like, okay, that's why it's a hit. Like, yeah, you know, you want. For me at first was like that and i just kind of was just like what and then i started like just following him and stuff and i was like fuck yeah dude this yeah. dude because when you un- yeah when you see the story to that per- like you said they're not selling the music they're selling themselves and that whole brand of everything they do man yeah. and i mean yeah. you know better than even we would but like you know you see these artists in different ways when you work with them and how like yeah this is my studio version where i'm trying to get this shit done compared to like my persona when i'm out there you know but like i'm still a person right and like right, i want to exactly it's almost like it some it's gets turned off and you, you know and yeah then, but i then, can be myself with this dude or this you know put on their sub thing and it's just like yeah you're, whoa, you're like where did this come from you're like <laughs> yeah yeah man it's really cool man it's a, it's yeah. a really cool refreshing experience i i i anybody who you know wants to be in music and and do it just at least just go try la for a little while you know and and um and nowadays too you know atlanta's the second mecca now and, and yeah, atlanta's been hot atlanta's yeah, been hot exactly nashville especially when it comes to hip-hop man like yeah, well, yeah nashville's oh, the rock and rock nashville's country. a little more singer songwriter and yeah you know, nashville, if you're not like a trained musician i feel like you probably yeah. i'm just speaking out of my ass really but i feel like you're probably <laughs> not a little yeah. group, you know well mm-hmm. man hopefully next year we'll get to make a trip out of it we can I'll hit the A. We can yeah. drive over to uh, Nashville. My cousin stays out there. I can, yeah, I got a cousin there too. Yeah. Works for CAA. We can we can make some moves. Sick. Yeah, that'd be, yeah. That'd be really fun. Yeah. Get old Nash Vegas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude.
I've only been there once, but I was like, yeah, me too. Yeah, I go there. It's pretty quite it's often pretty for work, but yeah, it's cool though. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and like you, go, you know, even in the whatever time it is, man, you walk in the bars, somebody's live playing, and oh, he's got a crack. Always amazing. Oh yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, three story bar, and there's a band on oh, yeah. every yeah, on every yeah. floor, and they're just entertaining you. They'll play all kinds of songs. Like, of course, there's country, but yeah, like. Whoa. hell yeah yeah somebody played pony once i'm like okay i'm fucking with this tough you know what i'm saying like country version of a uh, pony i'm like yeah we're staying they're all night real, yeah real musicians out there. yeah like you said they're just there to entertain and they do it every night and yeah. and it's the energy man like yeah and then they wake up in the morning and they go and those a lot of those guys are like session studio musicians. yeah, yeah. Studio musicians. And they go and they you know they don't even I, i've i've this is what i've heard is like in nashville if you're in a session and and this did happen a lot of the village and stuff but like I mean, these guys never see the music before you put the you put the music in front of them. And oh they damn! And they just do it. And if you don't, you're out of there. Yeah, we'll know? find the per- we have someone ready to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's crazy. I wish I had trained myself. On that. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? Don't we all? Yeah. But yeah, man. Dude, now's a good time. Uh, we'll go into our segment that we call support quality. And we just want to ask you about something that has brought quality to your life lately. It could be a person, place, a thing, a process. But what's something that has brought quality to your life? Actually, lately, honestly, just um, with with moving out of Los Angeles and, and you know, I'm with my, my family right now, which I haven't lived with my family for, for like 10 years. And <laughs> it's kind of really, it's it's been good to be to get my head out of the game for a minute and yeah, like yeah. remember what what other aspects of life there are i think when you're in a place like los angeles hustling for stuff you know you get put in this bubble and you forget yeah, oh yeah. the reality outside of it and so for me it's just been like it's been that like seeing my parents every day and then also just having this me time where i can yeah uh, I think, dude i've been producing more I've been, which I, I always used to just produce so I could sing over it and then send it to somebody to finish it, you know? And now I'm like, get, I'm finally like in the headspace to produce more. I, I go outside and I go, you know, I go, and it doesn't smell like pollution. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, you know, taking some time to play a little golf. And it's just yeah. been like, like that just kind of, I feel like I'm on a, a what do you call it when you go out on, a, like, you know, go to a, a Buddhist monk temple for like three months. I feel like I'm on a little journey right mm-hmm. now to just kind of re-level. Yeah, a little yeah. pilgrimage. You know what I'm saying? Reset. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think that's a very important thing to, to do. Obviously, it's not easy to do when there's not a pandemic. Yeah. It's <laughs> so weird to say, cause, but it's not easy to leave something that, you know, because you leave yeah. for three months when you're... When yeah. You're, for sure. job, whatever and you're gonna get replaced quick and yeah. um if there's one good part of this this thing it's been that you know you can do that and you're not you're not necessarily just uh jumping out of the race you're just yeah everybody kind of is right now so so i'd say that just kind of getting getting back in my my mind a little bit and balancing shit nice so. that's good man yeah. well you are doing so in one of the most beautiful places uh you know in the country or in the world i would argue lake tahoe is a is a world famous place and uh, very very yeah, lucky to, yeah. to to have this this space to be here and then and then the next step uh, the next stop before atlanta's uh colorado which is like equally as beautiful yeah 
Um, yeah, just you being able to do that is awesome too, man. You know, and it just puts you yeah. in that space, like knowing that this, you know, you have this journey that's going to take you somewhere, but enjoy these little stops you're able to make. You know, like you said, and not having to worry about booking sessions or whatever it is like every day. And, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> and focusing on mixing and stuff. I have like some mi- mixing projects that are kind of getting me through the end of the year. Yeah, nice. So, so that's cool. Man. Yeah, we look forward to all of it, man. Yeah, definitely, dude. Great. Well, where can the uh, where can the people find your music online if they um, want to check you Spotify, out? Spotify, Spotify. Uh, I mean, anywhere, any platform. Spotify, Apple Music, um, uh, SoundCloud. Just type in "robots and balloons." It's all one word, but it's with the ampersand sign. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or you can. I mean, you can search it with the and too, and I'm sure. You come up. Yeah. Come up. Yeah, I released this, you know, my most recent release, I think it was in June, a song called Feel Alive. Um, yeah, yes, they all been slappers, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's like I said, it's, and it's been good vibes for, you know, uh, while I'm out driving or I'm at the house chilling for real, you know what I mean? I was telling you that when we saw you, like, this is where I'm at with that music is like, I need some stuff that gets me through. And yeah, man, I yeah, like you, you've been on a few of our playlists thus far. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, man. We, we, it's we've got a good, it. it's got a good kind of in between hype and, and yes, talk. yes. Yeah, exactly. It takes you there, but yeah, man, yeah I think sure. regardless I of your musical taste, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, and then I should have another one coming out probably in the next like month. We're just sort of because of all this stuff. It, yeah. 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 We'll well, make sure I'm, I'm glad you're finally putting out music, man. It was, a long time coming yeah and uh there you know go. after yeah this, this will have to sleep yeah. through me in my room <laughs> you know oh man yeah. hey, shut up bro but yeah <laughs> now seeing you go from that to where yeah, you are man, now I mean, it just feels I, i've good. got to witness the whole journey yeah. and it's been uh, really cool and proud of you man yeah, i'm very proud of you. keep going yeah i mean can't wait to do this again live yeah. like you were saying you know and yeah just yeah, just to speak on that real quick like yeah eric and i used to share a bedroom wall and we worked on opposite schedules so like i was, <laughs> I was working in radio oh, i had man. to be there at the studio at like 6 a.m so i'd have to get up at like five ish and this fool would roll in maybe like two or three with some fucking <laughs> four locos and fucking just start wailing and i'd be like bro you cannot do that right now please i owe you a beer bro i owe you a four <laughs> yeah, a, a lifetime four Oh, man. It'll be a <laughs> lifetime of them. No, man, but you know, hey, also, but it worked out, man. It's, we yeah. out here. <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be up at the bay uh, early September, so I'll, I, I told I, you that, but I'll be sure I'll come, come hang out. Yeah. Well, nice, I might nice. make some Tahoe arrangements at the end of the month. We'll, uh, we'll talk about yeah. that off, offline, yeah. off air. Sounds perfect. Yeah, but uh, yeah, at, at robots and balloons on Instagram on. Yep, on yep. all the all socials the, all, the, all the streaming services we, we just had his shit up on youtube before this yeah. i'm sure you'll see it see his music on uh yeah, yeah. Our next we, we got a playlist coming up drop drop something on there but yeah you can follow me at mr bd on instagram i'm always yeah. posting some shit that i'm up to there, you know yeah y'all oh. see my see my busted eye yeah he's yeah. going through it 2020 bro. yeah, yeah 2020 that's getting better yeah, yeah man yeah no surgery here yeah so yeah, for, for y'all good. yeah no no surgery taking that's place good. yeah, yeah that, it would have been pretty invasive but i, I still got like a month more of uh, solid healing yeah 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 and mr Beatty, i got i got some <laughs> stuff going on all, all the time yeah i'm at young man old souls so yeah i mean check us out man yeah, yeah. 
as always yeah we're at, we're at quality goods tv on instagram there you yeah. will find links to everything yeah. we got our podcast our youtube channel yeah hopefully we got some new, new merchandise stuff. yeah we got some new, new merchandise merchandise hopefully some new so, uh projects coming your way man you know so we uh we out here working man but we appreciate you guys supporting us we're gonna keep trying to get you guys some great guests as we have today and always so man check us out yes we appreciate it yeah go listen to robots and balloons yes yes, and then listen to the quality goods podcast and then we'll catch you on the next one till then we out